0: Have any of you guys had a moment in your life where you've just done something crazy like that? I love this old guy. He's crazy. He just gets out there. He's not afraid of anything, and he's going to show the world that he can dance. Some of you guys are doing that tonight, right? So you're like, you're going to see my talent tonight. But uh, I'm kind of a shy person, believe it or not, right? So growing up, like I was super shy. Some of you guys know that about me. If I had to be in front of people or say like anything in front of people, I'd get all like nauseous. It was bad. Well, I used to teach at MICS. I don't know if some of you guys know that, some of you don't. And we used to have this awesome youth pastor over here named Nathan. And Nathan could jam on a guitar, the dude could sing. Like, he's awesome. And so we were doing this one, like, spiritual emphasis week over at MICS. So Nathan comes over, he's gonna lead worship after lunch one day. I go into the chapel with him, and he sets up his, like, guitar and has his mic, like, all tuned up and all that deal. So he's like, he's ready to go. And he goes off into the lunchroom to grab some lunch where all the students are. And he leaves me alone in the chapel. So of course, what am I going to do? He has this like $7 billion guitar sitting there and the microphone. You're going to karaoke it up, aren't you? Right? So of course I grab his guitar. I'm looking around. I'm like, he's gone, right? Nobody's here. I'm all alone. Pick up the guitar and I start talking in the mic like I'm Nathan. Nathan. Just like goofing around, just being stupid. And I start singing poorly and playing like really poorly. And I'm just going to town. Like and I'm just having the, like, the time of my life. And then I realize as Nathan comes through the back door that that microphone for some reason had been connected. If you guys know anything about MICS. To the lunchroom. So as I'm like jamming it out, everybody in the lunchroom's hearing me. I almost died. It was like, man, it's like you touched my guitar, bro. <laughs> I thought just going to kill me. I thought it was going to kill me. But see, like you guys have probably had moments in your life where there have been things that you've done that can make you kind of like timid or shy about it, right? And you get that moment of like nervousness and like, what will people think? What are they going to say about me? And so as we're, we're going to real quick go through a passage tonight because we've been walking through the epic battles of Scripture. We're picking a few as we walk through the Bible. And last week we saw, king, we saw David before he was king, right? And he's going up against this huge, massive dude named Goliath, and he kills him with one stone. Again, God comes through. This is an awesome battle. And, like, man pretty much did nothing. God did everything once again. And he teaches us that we can have faith in him And that he's always gonna come through for us. And so this week we're looking at uh, 2 Samuel chapter 6, all right? And now David is king. And the dude's got this thing going on where uh, I'm gonna rewind it just for a second for you so I can catch you up to what's happening. But he's got one of those moments where it's like, man, I'm gonna do this and I just don't care who's watching. I don't care what they say about me, I don't care what they think about me. This is big enough that I'm going to do this with reckless abandon right now. But before we get there, let me catch you up real quick to where he's at, okay? So the Israelites have this really cool thing called an ark. You guys ever seen like Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost ark? Like it's an old, the old one, right? Old school one. So it's this like really awesome box that God tells the Israelites to make. It's beautiful. It's got gold. It's got all these awesome things. And inside, that's the important part, is inside, God says, My spirit will be in there, my presence, my glory. And if you bring this thing with you to war, It's just going to like annihilate the other armies. And it does crazy stuff. Like, the best way I can describe it is like lightning would come out and just kill like the other army. It would just do incredible things because the power of God was in it going before their army. And so they're in this one battle with the Philistines. Remember, Goliath was a Philistine? They beat him. And they take the ark back to their camps, to their towns. And so the Israelites are ticked off. They're like, You took our ark. Like, this is an important thing for us. And so the Philistines are back there like gloating until all of a sudden they're getting these like boils breaking out, big blisters like all over their body. And the plague starts breaking out all over their villages and people are getting sick and people are dying. And they're like, hey, guess what? We don't want this thing anymore. Take it back. So they like pull out their cell phone or their carrier pigeon or whatever they had. And they're like, hey, Israelites, take this thing back. We don't want it. And so the Israelites get their ark back. But they don't bring it all the way back to Jerusalem. They leave it in this like outskirt village for 20 years. I guess like at this point, maybe everyone's just scared of it. So for 20 years, it just sits in this village. And now we catch up. Now David is the king. And David's thing is, I'm going to bring the ark back to the temple where it belongs in Jerusalem. I want to be known as the king that does that. So he rallies up his people and he goes and he gets this ark. And he makes this brand new cart for it. It's beautiful. It has this like awesome parade going on. And he puts the ark up on the cart. But God's, hold on, you got to know something. God had already told David how to move the ark. There were like specific rules about how to handle the ark. It had to be carried on these long poles by people who were priests from a certain bloodline and the whole deal. And they weren't doing any of that. David was like, I'll do you even better, God. I'm going to have this brand new cart built for the ark. It's going to like move in style. Like, God, you're going to be so impressed by the way we we bring this back to Jerusalem, this huge parade, and people are going to applaud and know I was the king that did it. And so, as they're going back, there's these oxen, these big like cows, if you don't know what an ox is, is like pulling the, the cart and trips, and the ark goes off to the side, about to tumble onto the ground. And this really kind-hearted dude named Uzzah, that's a cool name, right? Uzzah reaches out. He's like, I don't want it to fall. He reaches out to stop the ark from crashing onto the ground. He drops dead because he touched it. There was a rule, don't ever touch the ark. He's trying to do a good thing. David was trying to do a good thing. He put this ark on this brand new cart. He had oxen pulling. He had a parade going on. David was like, God, look at all this we're doing for you. But in his heart, it was more like, hey, I want to be the king that brought the ark back in a lot of glory. And God said, I want you to bring the ark back so I get the glory. See, tonight is one of those nights where we're here and we're having some fun and you guys are bringing talent. You're going to come up here and show off some things that God has gifted you to do. And that's awesome. And we're going to celebrate God's work in you. But see, like, we got to be careful that we're not celebrating ourselves. That we don't do stuff like this to worship ourselves or to show off or get the glory. We're doing something like this because we're saying God's gifted you guys in incredible ways. And we want to glorify God by letting you show us some of that stuff. And at the end of the night, we want to be able to walk out of here and go, God, you're awesome. You've created some really awesome people. You've gifted some students in amazing ways. Lord, you deserve the glory. And I pray that you use those gifts for his kingdom. That you bring him out of this place and you use him to serve Jesus. You use them to show people the gospel, that there's hope that the Son of God came to die for them. God's given you those things. Use them for his glory. And so David learned an important lesson. Want to hear what the lesson was? I sum up by saying this. The best way you can honor God is by obeying him. See, David could try to show off and go above and beyond, and all God really wanted was for David to obey what he said. God's given us some great talents, but God doesn't want you to come and show him all the awesome stuff you can do. More than he just wants you to come, bow down at his feet and say, God, whatever you tell me to do, I want to do it. You honor God more by obeying what he said. And so David does finally get the ark back. They go back. They actually... After that happens, they're like, we're leaving it here at this dude's house. We're taking off. We don't want it. It just killed Uzzah. Let's get out of here. Poor Uzzah, you know? And then later, all of a sudden, the house they left it at, and this Israelite dude, he starts getting blessed. And they hear about it, and like, man, now the ark's doing cool stuff. God is blessing those people. Let's go get it now. It's good. So they go back, and this time, they do it right. Exactly how God had commanded them to do it. David brings it back. And that's where we're at. It's for uh, 2 Samuel 6, uh, verses 14 Starting verse 14, it says, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with a sound of the horn. So they get it back to Israel, right into Jerusalem. And you know what they do? They start playing some music. They start worshiping God like mad cats. Like they're just going nuts, worshiping God, thanking him and celebrating what he had done by bringing the ark back to Jerusalem. And David's doing it like hardcore. I mean, David is dancing now. He had learned his lesson. So the first time it was like, God, let me show off so people can know I was the king that brought the ark back. And this time he's going, God, it has nothing to do with me. Just let me dance like a wild man before you and make it all about you. So very two different Davids right there. So this time, David's dancing like crazy, and his wife is up in the tower. Listen to verse 16. His wife, who is the daughter of Saul. Remember King Saul, six-foot-tall warrior guy who was the king just before David? Okay, it says this, verse 16. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. She's mad. She's looking out going, that's not how a king should act, David. Remember who her dad was? She knew what was proper and what was improper. And as she's watching him have this victory her father could never have, she's despising him in her heart. Sound familiar? Every time like you try to do something, there's always people that are on the sidelines <laughs> mocking you, telling you you can't, laughing at you, trying to keep you from, from doing it. And there she is, she's like looking at David like, why... She even gets to the point where she basically says, You're just trying to impress the servant girls. You're just trying to show off, David. And listen to how David responds to her. Verses 21 and 22, David said to Michal, It was before the Lord. I'm not dancing for servant girls. I'm not dancing for you. I'm not dancing for my soldiers. It was before the Lord. I learned my lesson. God gets my heart, God gets my gifts. God gets my worship. And so David is laying it all out there before the Lord. And he says this, who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. And I will celebrate before the Lord. And listen to this part. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this. You haven't even seen the beginning of it yet. I love God so much. David was called the man after God's own heart. I love God so much, nothing else is going to take priority anymore. I will make a fool of myself in front of people dancing to my God because that's how much I love Him and care most about what He thinks about me than anyone else. No one else can judge me. No one else can tell me my value. Only the God of creation who said, I love you so much, I'm sending my Son to die for you. That's how much you're worth to me. And so David looks up and says, God, this is all for you. And tonight, guys, I just want to encourage you. You are gifted. Whether you're performing tonight or not, God has gifted every person sitting in this room. And he wants you to do some awesome things. He has some great plans for you. And on that journey, will you remember this? You glorify God most by obeying what he said. So take your whole heart in reckless abandon and obey God and worship God. But make sure it's all about him. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? God, we glorify you right now, Lord. Lord. I want to just lift your name up and say we've come to this place not just for a talent show, not just to sing, not even just to meet our friends. God, we've come to meet with you. To collectively come together and tell you that we love you and we worship you, Father. You are worth it all. Will you bless each person who's walked in here tonight? Everyone who can hear these words being spoken. God, will you cause their hearts to desire you above everything else? to take their gifts and their talents and their whole lives and worship you with every piece of it. Because, God, we are saying tonight that you deserve the glory. I pray that if there's someone in this room who doesn't know you, who's never heard that Jesus has come, the Son of God, to die for their sin and forgive them, so that if they trust in Jesus that they can be saved and forgiven, Father, would you cause them to speak to one of us tonight, to have a conversation before they leave this place so that they can leave here knowing that they have been saved by the God of all creation. We love you. We worship you tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen.